1: From her mouth to the field's ears, this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
0: Well, we have got a lot of ground cover on this Monday morning. The Pro Farmer Crop Tour officially wrapped up on Friday, and the numbers that they released as far as expectations on the nation's corn and soybean crop paid very close attention to by the marketplace. We'll see how they're reacting this morning. Good morning, everyone. I'm Farm Director Pam Youngke. Really glad you're along with us. We're also talking about some special events that are happening this week to engage with the general public and our dairy producers. Carrie Mess is going to bring us an update on one of those events nearby. And we're also talking about our Wisconsin potato crop. Believe it or not, you are one step away from witnessing a potato shortage at your local grocery store. We'll have the details. Weatherwise, wise Stumacher Ag Meteorologist is going to bring us details, but I can tell you the forecast I'm looking at for today, calling for a pretty good chance we're gonna see some morning showers or thunderstorms. Daytime highs today, 83 degrees tomorrow's sunshine and 78 wednesday sunshine and 78 thursday sunshine and 78 and friday sunshine and 80 degrees but we got to get through this morning before that sunshine kicks in stumach coming up
2: Rhodes warm and serve rolls are exactly what your meal has been missing whether you prefer a soft white roll an artisan french style roll or the tang of sourdough Rhodes has the roll for you We mix, knead, and bake them in Columbus, Wisconsin. Then freeze them to keep them fresh and send them off to your favorite grocery store. All you have to do is heat the rolls up and serve them with a smile. Find Rhodes Rolls in the freezer section today.
0: Anytime we get a chance to talk about my alma mater, to do it, fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn of Madison. And if you are still in my audience and you don't know I'm talking about UW River Falls, well, there's your answer. And uh, the River Falls campus, like many campuses across the state of Wisconsin, gearing up for an active uh, fall session and uh, quite a few different developments as far as building projects and expanded programs. Bob, you got a chance to find that little piece of paradise in western Wisconsin. Uh, Unfortunately, I'm not real happy with some of the news you're bringing. One of the familiar, friendly faces on campus getting ready to sail off into the sunset, huh?
3: Absolutely. The longtime dean, Dean Dale Gollenberg, who has been the dean of the College of Agriculture, Food, and Environmental Sciences for the past 16 years, is going to be stepping down. As of October 1st, he'll actually officially retire at the end of the year. And when we talked to him last week, he did say one of the highlights of his career was uh, knowing that Pam Yonke was a graduate of the (laughs) UW River Falls College of (laughs) Agriculture, Food and Environmental Sciences. But Bob Bosold here at the Northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire, just down the road from the River Falls campus. And we did sit down with the Dean, kind of an exit interview with us as we've talked to him so many times over the past 16 years. And he told us basically, He's happy as he leaves the college because he's confident he's leaving the UW-River Falls College of Agriculture, Food, and Environmental Sciences in good shape for the future.
4: Well, I'd I'd like to think so, Bob. I mean, I came in part because the college, the university was a, a place with reputation and yet potential for the future. I think we've recognized some of that potential. We've made some progress uh, we've, we've not won every battle or, you know, scored high on every test, so to speak. But I think we've done some very good things. And for the future, there's there's a lot of good work yet to be done. And so the next new person coming in, um, there's a lot of potential there. And, and I look forward to continued growth of this college.
3: As we get into the fall semester now, what what is the timetable of your leaving and uh, the next person coming in to sit in your chair?
4: So uh, formally on October 1, I'll be stepping down as, as dean. Uh, I'll be around for the following three months, October, November, December, but on leave. So October 1, there will be an interim dean uh, moving into this role. The university is fast-tracking the hiring process with the hope sometime soon after the first of uh, the new uh, calendar year so january one sometime soon after that the permanent dean is is hired
3: and during your tenure you realize what wisconsin agriculture and the strength of the university of wisconsin river falls college of agriculture food and environmental science is all about and with a dairy emphasis you've got uh dairy plans uh New buildings, new facilities you 've got a lot of dairy research going on in collaboration with some other campuses, other industries, and that will continue and but it grew significantly during your tenure
4: well it it did so when I came in two thousand and six uh, soon after I arrived, the funding for our dairy learning center out at Man Valley Farm was approved, so in the fall of two thousand and seven, we built that new facility, we moved our dairy herd. Out to Man Valley, uh, the the herd grew. Uh, Certainly, uh, much of what we focused on could be categorized under dairy broadly defined. Um, We're we're in the midst still of renovating our dairy pilot plant. The Dairy Innovation Hub, three years in, in running now a significant infusion of funding to UW River Falls, but that's another example of dairy broadly defined. It's really not about dairy production, but how to be more efficient, how to be good stewards of land and water resources, how to build farm businesses and communities, and lastly, a focus on human health and uh, livestock health and, and welfare. So Dairy broadly defined, it's been a good 16 years of of opportunity and I think we've realized some of those opportunities.
3: And here at uh, UW River Falls for years, while you had so many dairy science students, you couldn't really have a a major, a dairy science major because of, well, let's say politics within the university system, but that's changed and uh, that has made a difference in faculty size, facilities, students
4: prior to my arrival, actually, the, the dairy science program formally became a separate major outside of the animal science program where it had previously been an option. And in part, because we have a separate program, separate major in dairy science, certain things are easier to get done. Uh, UW-River Falls is recognized for its dairy science program with certainly aids in securing funding for things like the dairy pilot plant, uh, other renovations through the college, and certainly the dairy innovation hub. When the policymakers looked at who can provide answers to questions in the dairy industry, River Falls was right there with UW-Madison and UW-Platteville as the places where dairy science is an emphasis.
3: And as you look over the uh, years since you've been here, You've added programs, you've added staff. We didn't have engineering here, ag engineering here before, but you have to be proud of the way you've uh, expanded this ag campus.
4: That's one of the things, if if you ask me, what what am I happy about? It's been that we've been flexible and and responsive, we we think, so uh, as a campus, we've added two programs in engineering, agricultural engineering, and more recently, environmental engineering. Those are the first true engineering programs on our on our campus. Dairy science, we've certainly had some some renovations there and some some affiliated work, but within the animal science program, one of the things we decided quite a number of years ago is there was growing interest in non-food areas of of agriculture. So, We chose to devote resources, more resources, to our equine program, as an example. We also added a companion animal option in our animal science uh, program, in part because of interest in students for that specific major, but also our pre-vet students, which increasingly uh, companion animals uh, were an interest. And then, uh, uh, most recently, the new program addition is International Food Operations Management, a dual degree program we have in partnership with an institution very similar to us in the Netherlands.
3: Now, what's that all about? What is the study and why do we need the Netherlands involved in this?
4: So, we were actually approached by them uh, in terms of our interest in being a North American partner with them to provide experience for students in the area of international food business and what we're bringing to the table specifically is food processing technology and and expertise that they lack on their campus but by design the focus is on international processing marketing movement of food and so our students will have a full year of study in the Netherlands the Dutch students will have a full year of study Here on our campus, students will receive degrees from both institutions, so they will receive two degrees and included in that will be the year of international study, a focus on international operations management. We think employers are looking for more and more international experience and uh, graduates from this program will bring that to the the table.
3: And as your time as dean, you've had to You know, try and expand what you have done, the programs here and the opportunities for students at UW-River Falls in a time of, let's face it, legislature hasn't funded education in Wisconsin the way they did years ago. In other words, you've had to try and do more with less dollars. You have to be proud of what you've been able to do, add faculty, add facilities, add students. So I'd
4: like to think what we've done is helped tell the message that was they're waiting to be told. Outside the institution, that is, the the importance of agriculture to the state, uh, what the industry means, uh, dairy and other industries in the state, and what graduates of UW-River Falls can bring to that that industry. Internally, it's been the message of growth. As enrollment has grown, uh, the institution has further invested in us. I would be honest in saying, I don't think they've invested enough. But to give credit where credit's due, the institution has made choices about where they put resources, faculty lines, S&E, and and so on. So institutionally, we've made some choices at, at the state level. You know, we've we've been creative in some sense in in what we do with the funding we receive. Certainly, again, credit where credit's due. The Dairy Innovation Hub was a a significant increase in resources for us. But it's not always about trying to get more to do more. It's trying to do more with the same. And that revolves around flexibility and, and creativity while still being accountable for the funding that we do do
3: receive. And in retirement, we're not going to see Dean Dale Gollenberg consultant or anything like that. Right now
4: I have zero plans for retirement, and, and that's my design. I, I want to wait and see what happens, what emerges. Uh, uh, part of the reason for for getting out now is to enjoy things and get away from quite frankly what I'm doing. So I don't know what the future holds, but I think I'm leaving at a good time for me personally, but also for the college and the institution, because there's a lot of neat stuff that can and will be done. The opportunities are there, and when UW-River Falls hires the right next dean of, of cafes, uh, you'll, you'll see that improvement and that movement forward.
3: Well, on behalf of uh, agriculture in Wisconsin, your former students, your faculty, everybody that eats, we appreciate what you've done, the dedication you've had to the University of Wisconsin-River Falls for these past 16 years, and we wish you nothing but uh, good times in retirement.
4: Thank you, Bob, and I I appreciate our association and the the many chats we've had and what you do for, for agriculture and the people of Wisconsin as well.
3: Dean Dale Gollenberg, stepping aside, I don't know if he's got this as his official motto, but as he said to me earlier, at the university it's been opportunity through challenges. Here at the University of Wisconsin-River Falls College of Agriculture, Food and Environmental Sciences, Dean Dale Gollenberg stepping aside as the dean, new dean hopefully in place shortly after the first of the year. I'm Bob Bosold. This is the Midwest Farm
1: Report with Pam Youngke.
5: You know what makes car buying unpleasant? The pressure. The absolutely out of control, uncomfortable pressure. You know what causes that? Salespeople. Salespeople on a commission pushing you into a car they want to sell you. Bergstrom Automotive got rid of that. All of that, when you come into any Bergstrom Automotive location in Madison or Middleton, you're a guest. You'll be met by one of their advisors. Whether you pick the most expensive car on the lot or a discount used car, their advisors get paid the same. Bergstrom advisors know that the only thing they have to do is listen to you and help you find the right car. And if for some reason you don't find the perfect vehicle, they'll shake hands and hope you come back again. But pressure?
0: No, never. The better way is at Bergstrom.
6: BergstromAuto.com. Join the Bergstrom Auto
7: Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. We make it easy to access the bankers you know. Bankers who listen to your goals. Then offer expert advice and solutions that simplify even the most complex financial matters. Virtually or in person, we're here when you need us. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com.
0: Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know.
7: Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender.
1: producers and consumers one story at a time. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
0: And I've been so looking forward to this conversation all weekend. Long time for a Compure Financial Ag Weather updates. Stu mock Ag Meteorologist, along with us. And you're... Brother from another mother, Buck, was thinking about you all day Saturday. In the Madison area, the skies opened up and we got a good half an inch of rain, probably at about 1.32 o'clock on Saturday. And all he could do was think about you and your threshery. How would you do?
8: We were great. All the grain was threshed. The straw stack was baled up before the rain got to us. We were still cutting some lumber and plowing, but we really didn't, start to really get wet until about four o'clock and that's about the time our day wraps up so it worked out really well
0: excellent well good for you now let's talk a little bit about that rain and it's uh, reappearing again this morning
8: a little bit this morning not too heavy this morning i mean yeah there are some showers here and there the radar indicating more of the activity up around Anigo, further up into northeast wisconsin just little hit or miss spots anywhere in the southern part of the state and that rain chance could stick around for a few more hours this morning there's a cool front trying to build through from the west I do have some pretty sizable rainfall amounts from the weekend as a a whole. 49 hundredths of an inch at Madison, an inch and two hundredths at La Crosse, that's for the weekend. Now Austin's telling me about an inch and 74 hundredths, the Juneau Airport, 53 hundredths, and the Fond du Lac Airport, 45 hundredths. That's for the weekend from Saturday all the way on into this morning. Now that cool front is around Western Wisconsin. It'll pull through the state today. So there could be a little re. Surges of some rain a bit later on, especially southern Wisconsin, the bigger interest for severe weather is from eastern Iowa into far southern Wisconsin as we head to the afternoon. I'll have forecast details right after that. As a
2: dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. McVin Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bopeller pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bowpillar Milk Receiver Pump, patented by McFenn Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry. Rhodes warm and served rolls are exactly what your meal has been missing. Whether you prefer a soft white roll, an artisan French style roll, or the tang of sourdough, Rhodes has the roll for you. We mix, knead, and bake them in Columbus, Wisconsin. Then freeze them to keep them fresh and send them off to your favorite grocery store. All you have to do is heat the rolls up and serve them with a smile. Find Rhodes Rolls in the freezer section today.
0: Yeah, we're getting the same reports on our rainfall updates uh, as used to, uh, about three-quarters of an inch. Beaver Dam from Bob, uh, about a quarter of an inch from uh, Linda in Reeseville. uh, Randolph, seven-tenths of an inch, and Kirby over in La Crescent, about an inch and a half. So that matches up. What do we look forward to today?
8: Well, that little shower this morning could become a bit stronger. Madison and south again toward the afternoon. Mostly cloudy skies clearing in the western part of the state. Low 80s today, clearing out overnight. Down in the very low 60s for nighttime lows. Sunny, mid and upper 70s tomorrow. A little breezy. Northwest winds 12 to 25. Sunny more likely around 80 with a northwest wind at 5 to 10. That Compure Financial Ag weather sounds pretty fair for this end of August, man. Absolutely.
0: Compure.com.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
7: The busy harvest season creates tremendous stress for farmers, workers, and families. This is John Shutsky, Farm Safety Specialist with the University of Wisconsin at Madison. Because of the heavy dependence on changing conditions, farming is recognized as one of the most stressful occupations in America. It's also one of the most dangerous. During the harvest rush, take time for yourself. You'll be better prepared to handle the crunch time stress if you fuel your body. Eat breakfast and strive for balance when you take those important breaks for lunch and dinner. While it's easy to feel rushed, get plenty of quality sleep. Take time for your family and your friends because one of the best ways to deal with the stress of farming is to talk openly with those who are closest to you. It's also smart to take a little bit of time every week, like on a Sunday afternoon, to think about and plan your week ahead. Write down the critical tasks and goals that you have and plan for the upcoming weather, family activities, and taking care of yourself.
9: You're in the construction business. You love what you do and you're good at it. But traveling all over the state for one job here and there is getting old. When you join the crew at SNR Remodeling, your home sweet home every night because the jobs are local. No nights, no weekends, more time for family. And there's plenty of work so you can stay ahead financially. SNR Remodeling. Apply online at SNRRemodeling.net.
1: SNR Remodeling.
6: you've collected a lifetime of jewelry. Some of it you'll never give up. Others, well, it can continue to be hidden away or you can repurpose it and bring it back to life with the help of William Thomas Custom Jewelry. The master designers at William Thomas Custom Jewelry will help you create that one-of-a-kind piece that's redesigned, updated, and uniquely you. Something you'll definitely want to show off the minute you put it on.
10: William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler.
0: WiseWay Flooring's budget-friendly pricing beats the big box store every day. WiseWay stocks flooring by the pallet and the roll to get you better pricing. Our cash and carry discount saves you even more for a beautiful do-it-yourself floor.
1: I'm Mike Yenser at WiseWay Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Econom Walk. See how our product pricing
11: might be the right thing for you.
1: Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com.
12: They say woodcarvers don't see a block of wood. They see a mountain man in a fur hat and instinctively know what to whittle away to reveal what was always there. W.E. Davies is looking for good carpenters, the type of people who look at a stack of lumber and see a gazebo, those rare people who keep organized and on task while helping the rest of the team do the same. Yeah,
5: they're asking a lot. They offer a lot. Come see if you're the one that they're looking for.
7: Visit wedaviesremodeling.com.
6: Hi, Grandma. What's for dinner? Hey, honey, I'm making stew tonight. Ooh, can Nina come over?
12: I'm not sure about our new friend. I wonder if there's been any drinking going on. Alcohol at her age can lead to so many bad things. I've been meaning to ask you, what would happen if someone offered you a drink? Grandma! This is hard. She's so young. But I know I need to talk to her about it now before someone tries to give her alcohol. If anyone ever does offer you a drink, I want you to say no. I have too much respect for my family and I don't want to get in trouble.
8: That squeal you're hearing while you come to a stop? That's your brakes crying for help. At Tom's Auto Center, we offer five-star brake repair on all makes and models. Stop by for a brake fluid and brake inspection. If your brakes are talking to you or screaming for help, we'll diagnose it and give you a written estimate. We want you to be able to trust your brakes.
1: Tom's Auto Center. Here the get her done to get you going, guys.
7: Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Hi, it's Preston from Window World.
13: I hear too many stories of people being held hostage through a three-hour window appointment and pressured to sign now for a project that's worth a small fortune. At Window World, we take as much or as little time as you have and provide a clear, easy-to-read estimate right on the spot. Don't think your window project is out of reach because some companies ruined your experience. Call the best value in your area.
1: Window world.
13: Call
10: Window World. You'll be glad you did.
9: Billy, I gotta, I gotta ask a couple of questions here, man. Sure. Uh, for me, you know, growing up, uh, I always saw you on TV. Like, it was mm-hmm. always an inspiration, and I always wanted to, like, you know, get in that Tybo and get it going. Mm-hmm. So, my radio name's Ebo. I'm not trying to steal anything oh, from Tybo. I'm not, Ty not trying Bo. to steal anything. <laughs> uh, That's a cool name. I'm yeah. not trying to E-Bo. steal. Ebo, <laughs> what's up, dude? So, I'm not trying to steal anything from Tybo <laughs> over here. Uh, my real name is Bo, but yeah, the radio name Ebo. But, Billy, f- your journey in all of this, uh, I think it's pretty inspirational as well, and a pretty great story. How, how through all of your time now, from when you started to where you are now, how has the career of Billy Blanks been, and uh, knowing that you're affecting positive change? Well, it's sort of been a blessing. You you
11: know, I got a chance to uh, travel. I've been to 106 countries, training people. You know, when people thought Tybo was gone, Tybo was still was still alive. I'm always changing. I'm always staying in shape. Um, I'll be 67 next week. Really? And yeah, you know, and. Uh, really? And, staying in, shape and training. staying in shape and training is, is a, I think, is a blessed thing, you yeah, know.
9: It makes you feel young. Yeah. you know,
11: make me. Also, vibrant, keeps me vibrant, keeps me joyful. I just think when you can get up and, I don't care if it's 10, 15 minutes, you know, every day, do something to help yourself yeah. feel better before you start your job or before you start your day off. Totally. it's going to make you better. Yeah,
13: you know. I feel like you do a little bit more than 10 to 15 minutes.
11: No, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but but some people some people say, "Well, I don't have time." And you know, I always say, "Take that time, you know. Get down and do some push-ups, sit-ups, do stretch, you know, because I think what what makes a person feel old is when you lose start losing your flexibility and your joints start stiffening up, See, then it I makes I do I don't old.
9: buy the I don't have time thing because yeah. how many how many people find themselves sitting on the couch just looking at their phone for like an hour? It, it, you have time. It, you're just not prioritizing yourself. Right. Time.
11: That's it. Yeah. That's so the key. I,
13: I was really lazy for about six years. I used to work <laughs> I, I was I used to work out all the time like in high school, in college, and then, you know, after college you're just like, Yeah, not really feeling it. Well, I started doing it again ooh, probably over this winter. Mm-hmm. But I found that so I'm a big baseball guy. Turn on the brewers in the spring. It's three and a half hour game. You got a TV. You got some (laughs) weight sets. You can start doing some things and now you're multitasking. And not only are you watching the game, it makes you feel good because you're working out, you're getting something productive, and when the Brewers suck, you can
9: take it out on some weights <laughs> and whatever. So we're, we're big Brewers fans here. And yeah, that's good.
11: they they good. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> there, to, but well, you know, everybody know, goes like, down, but they come back up. You yeah, know, it, the it, Brewers just never about the actually journey. got the, the journey. Top, that's right. That's right. right. About the
13: journey. They never got to the mountaintop. They've mm-hmm. always been kind of at the summit. Yeah. yeah. Or, uh-huh. Sorry, they've been at base camp.
11: They
1: never
9: to the summit. It's like they forgot to get the Sherpa to help them go up and whatever it is. So, um, when it comes to these classes and whatnot Billy like so you've been to so many countries you said and seen so many people that had so much change and whatnot what what is a day in the life of working out for Billy blanks?
11: Well, for me, I get up every morning at four thirty I get my workout in before I see my clients because I always know them the person that has to change first is me, yeah. Because then I have to go into people's household, and uh, I want I want to bring the right attitude into the household, so I can help people be inspired to get up to and want to help themselves be the best they can be. Do you ever
9: do you ever find that to be difficult? Is like as always to be that you know that guy to help others get up, or is it just it's in you? You got it.
11: it it's in me, I me I i pretty I feel blessed to be able to do what I'm doing. Yeah, I, well, you're
9: also walking like you talk. You're
13: you're, you're walking like you talk it because you'll see some personal trainers at like your local club where it's like. You're a trainer. Yeah. I, like <laughs> the guy you're training is in better shape than you. Like it's almost, but what you're saying is you like to get out. You like to work out. So you feel good before I want, you even, you get know, to I, I, want,
11: I want to feel what people feel, yeah. you know, and to be a good trainer, you have to feel what people feel. And then you got to listen to people. I don't, I don't go to a place and go, okay, I'm going to train you and not listen to what you say. You know, I got to listen to what you say and see how you feel. And then I go, okay, he feels the way I feel. I've been through what he, that person has been through. So let me show them how to help them get out of that rut. Yeah. And I think what happens to a lot of people, a lot of trainers, sometimes they don't they don't listen to people. They just want to push people, but not listen. So your background mixed some mixed martial arts, right? So he's my my background really is uh, a traditional taekwondo. Yeah, uh, and then I studied judo. I have a mixture of back, uh, martial arts, but mixed martial arts is a little different. Yeah, than yeah.
9: My, my my apologies. He started dipping into jujitsu. Right. So did you, have you ever dipped in any jujitsu yes. stuff? Okay. Yes. So he's. He just took two vacation days uh, earlier this week, mm-hmm. and I asked him, did you do anything fun on vacation? He goes, yeah, I choke people. <laughs> <laughs> but, but in the, you know, the jiu setting and whatnot. So I was just wondering, like, any words of advice for Nelly over here when he's getting into I think this- that's a great discipline. I think, I think especially
11: with jujitsu, I've found a couple of world championships over in Trinidad, you know, and in, won in, in 1977. Uh, but jujitsu is a good art. I think everybody should learn martial arts. If you need to know
1: about farming, then you need to know Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke.
0: Well, and if you need to know about farming, there's an event coming up later this week that will help you get connected with that information. Glad you're along with us on a Monday morning. I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. Weather-wise today, looks like we've got a pretty good chance of a morning shower or thunderstorm. 83 are expected high today. Tomorrow's sunshine and 78. Wednesday, sunshine and 78 degrees. So today is the 29th day of August. Let's see. On this day in 1966, the Beatles' last commercial performance happened. It was their last live concert playing in front of the general public at Candlestick Park in San Francisco. But... They did come together one last time for an unannounced performance, January of 1969, on the roof of the Apple Building in London. But this was their last commercial performance on this day back in 1966. Let's see. On this day in 1948, there was an airplane that crashed over Fountain City, Wisconsin. A Northwest Airlines flight left Chicago for Minneapolis about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. An hour later, just as they got past La Crosse, the plane hit a thunderstorm. They didn't know that their left wing of the plane had a hairline fracture. Literally, the tip broke off and the airplane came apart 8,000 feet over the Mississippi Valley. Its wreckage came down on the small township of Fountain City that left debris for nearly two miles long. 37 people died on this day back in 1948. And here's a product you're probably familiar with. On this day in 1997, Netflix was founded, but it started off as an online DVD rental business. Today, we know it for streaming, and now you know. Well, I want you to know, we've seen a lot of supply chain disruption in our lives, haven't we? Uh, Whether it's a microchip for your truck or a computer, or even at the grocery store today, You can go to the grocery store and witness either shortages or empty shelves or not the brand that you want. And did you realize you were this close to seeing shortages of potatoes? Stephanie Hoff has the details.
6: About 15% of Wisconsin potatoes are out of the ground as the harvest continues. But growers are behind compared to years past. The latest report from USDA says the potato dig is 12 days behind last year and 8 days behind the 5-year average. Here to break down why is Tamis Houlihan, the executive director of the Wisconsin Potato and Vegetable Growers Association. Tamis, how has the growing season shaped today's potato harvest?
10: Well, the Wisconsin potato crop got off to a late start in 2022. We had cold and wet weather conditions lasting throughout April and well into May. And so most growers in the state reported planting about two weeks behind schedule. Um, some central Wisconsin growers were able to start planting in you know, early April by about April 10th, uh, quite a few more by April 20th, but it was an unusual spring Uh, temperatures hit 75 degrees in mid-April, and then they dropped back down into the 40s the last week of April with lows in the 20s. And that's a problem for potatoes. You don't want it to be, you know, the threat of frost. And so, you know, it warmed up in May, and the heat units finally arrived in early June to get the crop uh, starting to catch up. And that's one good thing about potatoes is they're a resilient crop. And they do catch up very well uh, once the heat units come. And we did have a lot of dry conditions throughout June and July, but our growers can irrigate. And so thanks to irrigation, we're we're catching up. Now, we still are probably, I would say, 10 days behind schedule on average. But it's not going to be a problem. The crop is looking pretty good overall
6: potato condition has been in the 90 percentile statewide for a while that's just recently fell to 89 percent, good to excellent but that's still a favorable number correct
10: it is it is and our growers really like it you know when it's not overly wet that's the one thing they can't control Um, if it's too dry they can always add moisture with irrigation but when we get really really uh, wet weather that's when the growers run into problems And it's similar with temperature. If it gets really hot, uh, it's not good for potatoes to be harvested under those conditions. The potatoes, if they're dug too warm, will break down in storage. And so we're really looking for good 50 to 60 degree temperatures. And uh, I think we've had plenty of that lately.
6: What about disease or pest pressures? Had that been an issue at all this season?
10: Um, The Colorado potato beetles were significant this summer. But overall, the pest pressure has been down, I would say. We didn't have any instances of late blight, and that's always a real concern for our growers. And so when we have a a relatively disease-free summer, the growers are happy. Um, So overall, I would say the pest pressure was a little bit lower than previous years.
6: As you mentioned, potatoes don't like it when it's very, very hot. So that raises the question, well, then why are we harvesting already in late July, early August? Can you give us a timeline for these different varieties?
10: Sure. And in some cases, it's driven by the market. And this year, uh, as some people have heard, there was a potato shortage. Um, The crop was smaller in 2021 than usual and so a lot of folks ran out of potatoes, including the western states, Idaho and Washington, which are really big producers. And so once we get into June and July, we're still um, selling storage potatoes from last fall. And we really ran out um, earlier than usual, about a month earlier than usual. And so as the market got stronger, there was strong demand and very few potatoes. Some of the growers in Wisconsin decided to dig a little bit earlier earlier and they sacrifice a little bit on their yields and the size of the potatoes, but there was such a a market increase in price that they were willing to take that. So we had potatoes being dug in late July, early August, and you're right about the temperatures. You don't want to be digging them when it's 80 degrees out, but we have farms now that can dig 24-7. I mean, when they're you know 50 degree night that's ideal for potatoes and it's a good time to harvest them
6: and when we talk about the potato shortage i, I want to go back to that and you mentioned <laughs> that the price then increased significantly because there's such demand for potatoes can you give us an idea of just how much that increase was
10: sure i mean the, the price is generally described as per hundredweight. so per hundred pounds of potatoes sold there's normally a price of anywhere from $12 to $20 uh, on the marketplace. And this year we saw prices soaring. You know, by early July we saw $40 per hundredweight prices. And even into August we've seen 60 and $70 prices per hundredweight of potatoes just because so many stores were out and restaurants were out. And so, when there's that kind of strong demand and so few potatoes, the price just goes through the roof for those potatoes that are available. And so, that's going to all calm down when the vast majority of the potatoes come out of the ground this fall. Um, that's when the you know the bulk of the North American potato crop comes online. And really, it's a global market. I mean, there are a lot of potatoes grown in Canada. Uh, Europe is a big producer. And Europe has had a tremendous drought, and so their crop is down. And so we'll be seeing more in terms of export. Uh, The states like Washington and Oregon and and Maine, the ones on the coast in the U.S., ship a lot of potatoes overseas. And so there was incredible uh, demand in July and even into August. And I think we're going to see those prices start to calm down as we get into September, October, and more of the North American potato crop. Comes out of the ground.
6: And there you have it, Wisconsin Potato Growers stepping up to the plate to make sure the states and foreign countries have the potatoes they need. Tamas Houlihan along with us, the Executive Director of the Wisconsin Potato and Vegetable Growers Association. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.
1: We're on
13: Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit ruralmutual.com to learn
9: more about products and discounts.
0: Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Water hemp. It has been a part of conversations across the state of Wisconsin for a while now, and every year the volume of the conversations about water hemp seems to increase. Dr. Rodrigo Worley, University Extension Weed Specialist, has been trying to address the spreading problem of water hemp for a while.
7: We've been doing lots of work over the past four years uh, with this uh, very, very challenging weed, very challenging weed. Every year we learn uh, something new. And it's it's just one of those that I call it job security for us, fam, because it, it keeps evolving to everything uh, we're trying to do. And Waterhamp is one of the amazing ones because if you look at all the innovation that's coming towards the crop detection, you know, as particularly as it pertains to weed management, everything is targeted at Waterhamp right now. Waterhamp or Palmer Amaranth in other parts uh, of the country. So it's amazing how challenging uh, the speed weeds are uh, to our growers out there.
2: Rhodes' warm and served rolls are exactly what your meal has been missing. Whether you prefer a soft white roll, an artisan French style roll, or the tang of sourdough, Rhodes has the roll for you. We mix, knead, and bake them in Columbus, Wisconsin, then freeze them to keep them fresh and send them off to your favorite grocery store. All you have to do is heat the rolls up and serve them with a smile. Buying Rhodes Rolls in the freezer section today.
0: The Pro Farmer Crop Tour released their numbers on Friday and surprised the marketplace. They're looking at corn yields, 168.1 bushel to the acre on average. That is well below USDA's August 1st prediction. But Chip Flory with the Pro Farmer Crop Tour says a lot will depend on the weather from here on out.
1: It's a crop that still needs to progress and and get to the finish line before the end of the season but it's got a heck of a good good potential and it's a good corn crop up there the reason i'm hesitating here is because the disease is just starting to come in there's tar spot in some of the best yielding corn areas of minnesota southeast district and if it blooms over the next 10 days You remember what happened to Illinois a year ago. Some of those real big yields in northern Illinois lost 30, 40 bushel an acre. And I'm a little afraid that we could see the same thing happen in Minnesota.
0: Chip Flory with the Pro Farmer Crop Tour. Now, markets are mixed in overnight activity this morning. Right now we've got December corn up five cents at 669 and three quarters, but November beans are down 18 at 1443. September wheat's down eight at 777. Dow Jones industrial average down more than 200 points right now. On Friday in Chicago, we saw barrel cheese gain two at 188 and a quarter. 40 pound block cheese was down two at 174. Double-A Butter finished four and three quarter cents higher on Friday to 308 and a quarter per pound. September milk right now down six at 2018 100 weight.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
7: Sometimes it's nice to let the kids have their own space downstairs. It's also pretty awesome to expand that basement into usable living space or entertainment area. Actuate Improvement will transform your basement into a livable area everyone can enjoy. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company specializing in kitchens, baths, and basements. Let's get the conversation started with a complimentary estimate, consultation, and suggestions. Actuatellc.com. Design, create, actuate.
0: You wear the same size, you do the same workout, yet her butt is high and tight. And let's face it, she's smoking hot while you're just another sweaty Betty. What you don't know is while you're putting in extra time grunting it out at the gym, she is relaxing poolside. And why? Because she comes to Carbon World Health for FDA approved M-Sculpt treatments. Her butt is a work of art because this technology is state of the art. CarbonWorldHealth.com.
6: Wisconsin Farm Bureau is an exciting organization because it has a plethora of opportunities for young farmers and agriculturists, specifically a young farmer and agriculturist program for members ages 18 to 35, where you can learn about leadership development, advocating for agriculture, and network with your peers.
7: WFBF.com.
6: You'll learn so much.
9: A voice for farmers. A vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Time to pop on
1: that helmet, strap yourself in, and stand on that pedal. Sugar River Raceway is now open for the season, and the race is on. Perfect for bachelor parties, company outings, turnkey Thursdays, or just because you want to drive a real 50-mile-an-hour racing machine. Go to SugarRiverRaceway.com for program schedules, write a race information, and what's on tap for this week at the track. Sugar River Raceway, just 40 minutes south of Madison and Broadhead. Get your race on. An industry that feeds the world is definitely an industry worth talking about. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
5: Watertown dairy farmer Christine Bender is working with the professional dairy producers of Wisconsin, among others, to invite the public to join her and her family at their dairy farm in Watertown for an upcoming event. For the Midwest Farm Report, this is Carrie Mess. Christine, you're getting ready to host an open house event at your dairy. Can you tell me a little bit more about your farm?
12: My dairy was established in 1852. It's currently owned by my parents, Peter and Cindy McFarland, and my husband and I. Rob and Christine Bender. We milk about 900 Holstein cows three times a day, and our goal is to provide excellent cow care and comfort. molds and turn they help take care of us.
5: These ACE, which stands for Agriculture Community Engagement Events, are an interesting partnership because you've brought together the Wisconsin Counties Association, Wisconsin Towns Association, Pheasants Forever, and then Professional Dairy Producers of Wisconsin. Can you tell me who you hope to have join you on the farm? for this event
12: to open our door to the community it's something we've been meaning to do anyway as we've grown the farm in the last several years since i've returned back home full-time and the next generation is kind of putting our stamp on things i know a lot of people have questions so we just want to invite everyone and anyone on September 1st, again, we're launching the Dairy, and see a dairy firsthand and speak to dairy farmers one-on-one and get all of your questions answered.
5: These ACE events are free and open to the public, and I heard that there's also ice cream?
12: yeah an ice cream social following the farm tours, and then I believe there's a informal meeting to follow. And you're just
5: one of four farms hosting this. There's also a farm in DeSoto, one in Independence, and one in Dorchester as well. Yep, that's correct. Why do you think it's important to host events like this one in your community?
12: I believe it's really important to host events like this in our community just because there's less and less farmers. The next generations are further removed from the farm. So I just don't think people have a good understanding like, they did my grandparents' generation of what happens on the farm and what's important to us. We share a lot of the same values as our consumers and just putting any neg- negative stereotypes at bay and showing people that we really care about our animals. Our farm is our livelihood. We're committed to it You know, 24-7, 365, and we have an excellent team of employees that help uh, take care of business on a daily basis. When
5: you get together after your ice cream and after your farm tour, and you have the members of the, the community there to ask you questions. What do you want to talk about with them?
12: Whatever concerns people have, whether it's how we build, how we build, the impact we have on the community, I mean, anything and everything, just be able to answer questions and hopefully give them a better understanding from and the future of our business here on the farm as well.
5: In the past, agriculture in general has taken a more reactive approach. We, we wait until something comes out and then we we address it. This is really more proactive. You're trying to get ahead of anything that is being talked about in your community.
12: Yeah, so it's funny. I mean, as farmers, we spend our lives on the farm. trying time to get off. We need to go get something for the farm. So with it being such a large time commitment, I know it's hard for us to be proactive. And I think there's more and more dairy advocates out there that are doing an excellent job of helping to share the dairy farmer's story. And like you said, we're just, again, a no better way to educate people and have people's question come straight to visit a farm, talk to a dairy farmer.
5: Interesting Mix, you have Wisconsin counties, Wisconsin towns, Pheasants Forever, DPW all together. How has that partnership worked for events like this?
12: Well, to be honest, it's a little bit newer for me to work with those different aspects and the different businesses. I can only see us being hurt and doing better with um, organizations we're involved with, and the more we know, the better we can do. So I'm excited to learn more about some of the issues that these other groups might be facing and how we can help aid in some of those things, like bringing back peasants and their habitats and making it work for both parties, make sure we're successful.
5: I can see the Wisconsin Towns Association and Counties Association having a shared interest in kind of the infrastructure that supports farms that they are also responsible for. So your roads, your access for farms. Is that a topic that you would see coming up?
12: Most definitely. I'm I'm sure something like that will be brought up. Like you said, utilize the roadways and have a big impact on them too. Making sure we're not destroying them, but also making sure that we have roadways that are suitable for being able to run our business uh, is very important as well.
5: So if people were wanting to learn more about the event that you're hosting on your farm and the other events uh, around Wisconsin, these ACE events, they could go to PDPW.org to see more information in the full schedule, is that right? Yeah, that's correct. So September 1st, you're hosting starting at 6 p.m.
12: I believe farm tours begin at